The Gemorin of has a very interesting discussion about this struggle between Yaakov and Esav and the story with Yaakov taking the clothes of Esav. There's a big uh, um, preoccupation in the parasha with clothes. So the, the Gemara tells us that the Romans, who were descendants of Esau, had a special holiday which they celebrated once in 70 years. And the way they celebrated this holiday is they would bring a person who was whole, healthy, and without a blemish, and they would make him ride on top of a person who was lame. Uh, the person who was whole was supposed to represent Esau, and the person who was lame was supposed to represent Yaakov, who was lame when the Malach struck him. And they dressed up the whole person in the garments of other magician. As we know that the big the ace of Achamuda is the desirable clothes that Rivke gave to Yaakov, which were Esau's clothes, they originally belonged to other magician. And they would, they, apparently the Romans uh, got a hold of those garments and they dressed the person that was riding on top, the clothes of other magician, and they would also put on his face a mask of a real human skin, the face of Rabbi Shmuel Koyengadl, was one of the ten martyrs, one of the Hasara Ruge Malchus, that were killed by the Romans. As the Gemara tells that the daughter of the king of the Roman emperor when she attended the executions of the ten Tanoim, and when it came to Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, who was extremely striking, beautiful, he had a radiance on his face that was very, uh, was extraordinary. And she wanted, first, the father to spare his life, and the father says, I can't do it. He says, can you spare just the skin of his face? And the father granted that to her, and when they killed Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, the Kain Godel, um, who was Kain Godel before the Choban Abais, they, they, they took off the skin of his face and they preserved it in Rome. And when they celebrated once in 70 years that special holiday, the person who was riding atop of the lame person, besides dressing him in the garments of other Mauritian, they also put the face of Rabbi Shemol ben Elisha uh, on his face. And then they would, <coughs> they also hung up on his neck a very precious stone that had a certain weight and um, they were covering his size also with very special precious stones and then they would announce, they would chant um, the calculations of the master of the, of the officer meaning he's, they're referring to Yaakov Yaakov's uh, schemes so to speak uh, plaster was um, all false and didn't materialize. Basic saying that Yaakov's nevuah to his children and told them that in the end they'll be redeemed and they'll be free. And so that never materialized because look, we're in charge of Eretz Yisrael now. We, the descendants of Esav. And then they continued saying, the brother of our master Esav, because Esav was their ancestor, Zaifrena. Is, is, a, is a trickster and is a, is a liar. Um, that uh, basically he, he, he cheated our grandfather from the blessings. 
And then they went on to say that whoever um, sees this celebration now will not see it for another 70 years, because it only celebrated once in 70 years. And then they said, what gain did the, the cheater, the liar, Yaakov, have from cheating our, our grandfather Esau? What did he gain? In other words, in the end, we have the upper hand. <clears throat> but then they would say, Oi, Oi to Esau, woe to Esau, when this guy Yaakov will rise again. And says Ravashi, they themselves with their own mouth predicted their own doom and gloom, that in the end Yaakov will rise <coughs> and will have the upper hand with the coming of Mashiach. The Maral of Prague has a fascinating discussion on this Gemara, on this story in the Gemara. It explains how the whole struggle of Yaakov and Esav um, is symbolic of the, of the garments that Yaakov took from Esav to get the blessings. This is not just an incidental detail um, where, where Yaakov and, uh, was taking the garments of Esav just to deceive his father. There's a very uh, basic and fundamental point in this whole uh, garment, uh, um, garment, garment drama. And he explains like this. He says, we know that other Marishan had a very unique radiance on his face. It says that certain people, Yaakov Avinu, had a radiance as well, and his radiance was me'en shufre de Adam. He was a glimmer, a part, like a, a fraction of the radiance that Adam Rishon had in his body, in his face, that was very striking. Yaakov inherited that radiance, and that radiance came from the neshama. This is the spiritual side of Adam Rishon that radiated out. And Yaakov Avinu inherited that. Adam Rishon also had garments. Now, um, the garments fell into the hands of Esav. These are two parts of Adam Rishon that Yaakov and Esav inherited uh, respectively. <coughs> and the Maral explains, garments have a dual function. Garments can be a way to reveal and expose the inner spiritual value of the person. It can also be a way of masking the inner true person and give off a false impression. And that's really the difference between what we see between the, 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 the culture of Torah, so to speak, where garments play a very important role, like dressing up for Shabbos, the Kohen Gadol dresses up. The concept of dress plays a very uh, critical role in the spiritual lives of Torah and, and of the Jewish people. But also in the secular world, Garments have become very much a way of presenting yourself in a certain way that may not even be genuine to who the person really is. As they say, clothes don't make the men, but as Mark Twain Lahavdil said, I've yet to see naked people have any influence. So people are tricked by clothes. That's why clothes, one of the names for garments in Hebrew is Beged, Beged. It's a way of deception. It's a way of uh, being dishonest about who you really are. People dress up for effect. 
Now, the idea of the struggle between Esav and Yaakov about the garments is that Esav cared about the garments. He cared about the veneer of life, the outer impression. He didn't care about the real substance, the inner substance of life. Yaakov Avinu, who was more focused on bringing out the inner substance of life, the spiritual meaning of life, he inherited the radiance of, of, uh, of, uh, of Adam Rishon. Now, as we said earlier, both Yaakov and Esav are struggling about both. Yaakov wants the garments of Esav, and Esav wants the radiance of Yaakov. As I mentioned earlier, that when Yaakov and Esav struggle in the womb, they struggle about both worlds, the spiritual and the physical. Because Yaakov wants to use and exploit the physical world for Kedusha, and Esav wants to do the opposite. He wants to use that glorious radiance and and put it in service of his own materialistic and evil uh, ambitions. So here we have a struggle going on about what is the true purpose and focus of life. Is it garments or is it the inner radiance? So the celebration of the Romans was to say that we have won. We have the upper hand. We'll take the radiance of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel, kind godly, it says, inherited that radiance also from Yaakov Avinu, right? This radiance went down in history from Adam Rishin to Yaakov, and it says, oh, there a whole list of Tanoim and Amaroim who inherited a glimmer of the previous uh, 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 generation that inherited that radiance as well. So <clears throat> when they took the skin of Rabbi Shmuel Gadol, what they tried to emphasize, we're going to take that radiance, which to them, the value of that radiance is only skin deep. For them, the radiance did not carry the value that it carried for Rabbi Shmuel Karin Godl, which is the inner radiance of the Neshama. They tried to separate the surface meaning of that radiance and make it an end in itself, creating garments as an end in itself. And he says that this is why... Um, he says, they, they, they put this man on top of Yaakov and dressed him with the clothes of Adam Rishon. We represent the culture of garments, of surface glory, surface value. And we won over Yaakov. And we stole from Yaakov that inner glory, that inner glow that he had from Adam Rishon, and we took it and exploited that for ourselves too. And he goes on the Maral explaining in a beautiful way each detail of that story, the, how they hung up this, this special uh, gem on, on the neck. And, but in, at any rate, it's, 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 it's a very beautiful uh, illustration of the struggle that we have today between Western culture and Torah. Western culture that is focused on the veneer, the appearance, the outside how things look and that becomes the focus of life and Torah which tells us not to be uh, influenced by the way things look but to try to look at everything from the perspective of the panemius, the inner meaning of things and to make sure that the world outside the garments are used and um, put in service of that inner purpose, the inner meaning. I just thought I would share that with you.